Welcome to another episode of the Aftershock, where we give you the latest and greatest in all things Web3. Now, I'm excited to share all of the amazing news for you. Before I do, just want to give a quick thank you for being here today. If you're ever on our podcast, make sure you give us a, a nice share with uh, everyone out there. Give us a nice five-star review on whichever platform you're listening to this at. And if you're over on YouTube, please make sure to give us a like and subscribe and leave some comments on which of these articles was your favorite. So now, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into this week's Aftershock. The Aftershock. To kick off this week's Web3 lightning round, we're going to start with U.S. Congress to introduce new draft bill for stablecoins. Failure to register as a stablecoin issuer could result in up to five years in prison and a fine up to $1 million. The draft puts the Federal Reserve in charge of non-bank stablecoin issuers such as crypto firms Tether and Circle, respectively use of Tether and USD coin. Double coins are a class of cryptocurrencies that attempt to offer investors price stability by being backed by specific assets or using algorithms to adjust their supply based on demand. So it will be interesting to see if this passes. Um, regulation is coming and is continuing to come up each week, which is why we're putting this at the top of the hour. Uh, this could be very um very interesting in, in how this uh, pans out. I uh, know we covered last week, but also the U.S. is planning on launching and rolling out its first USDC, I believe, in the month of July. So a lot of reasons to try to go after uh, these stable coins. So putting this on your radar, we'll see if how this goes through Congress, and I'll keep you updated on how this one pans out. Next up, we're looking at Uniswap as it launches its iOS mobile wallet in select countries. The centralized exchange had previously stated that Apple was not allowing the app to be listed on the App Store, but has finally uh, happened. So the centralized exchange Uniswap launches mobile wallet um, on April 13th, and the app is available for iOS devices in select countries can be found in the App Store. Uniswap said the new wallet allows users to swap tokens on Ethereum, Polygon, Arbitrum, and Optimism networks also be connected to Ethereum app through Wallet Connect. Users can back up their accounts by either writing down their seed phrase or encrypting their key vaults with a password and storing them on iCloud. So I think this is really interesting that Uniswap is finally allowed to do this um, in a lot of ways from a mobile standpoint, DEXs haven't been as friendly on mobile devices unless you've gone specifically through wallets. And Uniswap is now trying to enter that space. So big news over on Uniswap. Um, and if you are looking to be able to uh, trade on the go, uh, this could be a, a wallet to go and look at. Next, we're going to look at Bittrex as it receives SEC Wells notice for unregistered exchange status. So the cryptocurrency world is going to say alarm as the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission targets Bittrex one of the winding up digital asset exchanges in the country has accused Bitrix of violating investor protection laws, prompting the exchange to wind down its operations in the U.S. market. So yet another exchange winding down operations in the U.S. It is yet another example of another exchange that's leaving and there's going to be more. 
going to continue. Regulation is coming, and the SEC is really trying to hunker down on a lot of things uh, to make sure another FTX debacle does not happen. So the SEC's enforcement actions against Bitrix underscore how regulators are targeting crypto exchanges, including Coinbase, Kraken, and um, other companies that issue digital coins. So this will continue to be remembered as a year of regulation. And will it stifle innovation? We will see. But I also think that regulation is going to help clear the path for more institutional money and players to enter the market. Time will tell. Um, we'll probably keep covering things like this each week. Next, we're looking at Shaquille O'Neal as he was finally served in the FTX class action lawsuit after three months. So Shaq's been officially served. Um, lawyers handling the class action lawsuit served basketball star and the one-time FTX promoter outside of his Atlanta home on Sunday. O'Neal's among more than a dozen celebrities and sports teams who are being sued for promoting FTX and now bankrupt crypto exchange. He at one point been so supportive of FTX that the company dubbed him uh, Shaq Toshi, represents Satoshi Nakamoto, the name of the person who apparently wrote the white paper on Bitcoin. So in the U.S., um, in order to have to go to court, one of the things is being served the paperwork to let them know about a court date. And so you physically have to serve someone. So they physically found and served Shaq at his home Sunday. So for three months, Shaq has been ducking these people, which is hilarious in his own ways. But um, he finally was served and you know now has to get prepared for that potential lawsuit. So I uh, thought this was an interesting one. I think more celebrities are probably going to end up being on this, but a lot of them like Shaquille have been... Um, Ducking away from being served. So now we're going to look at our next article, which is a billion dollar staked ETH was withdrawn in 24 hours as the round two ends of the Shanghai um, upgrade that just happened on the Ethereum network. So, according to on chain data, the net value of Ethereum removed the staking surpassed a billion dollars in value over the past 24 hours. And showcasing the network's ability to perform live network-wide updates um, without any issues. So since the Shanghai and Capella upgrades went live, um, the Ethereum with, um, Ethereum being withdrawn from protocols have increased. Um, round one took about 4.14 days to complete the validators. Um, but there's still 18,400,000 ETH currently being staked with a value of around $38.5 billion as the time of this uh, particular article that I'm reading. Um, and that state ETH makes up roughly 15.32% of the entire supply. Um, and 33% of that is staked with Lido. So there's been a recent pump since uh, the last reporting that happened a week ago in the Ethereum market. It has to do with the um, Shanghai and Capella upgrades, which is allowing for people to be able to unstake their Ethereum. Um, even though people were starting to take out Ethereum and um, able to potentially start taking profit, you actually saw more people starting to stake their assets as well. So it just shows the long-term bullishness of it um, and shown the recent uh, price action that you saw over at Ethereum. So it's boosting confidence uh, in, in the network and uh, is causing more price action to happen. 
Our next article looks at Bank of England as it overhauls deposits guarantee program after SVB's collapse, which is Silicon Valley Bank's collapse. According to British Financial Times, citing people familiar with the matter, the Bank of England is considering significant reforms to its deposit guarantee mechanism, including an increase in the number of deposits guarantees for existing businesses um, at 85,000 um, euros requiring funding banks to provide in advance to ensure faster payments in the event of a bank failure. Regulators are concerned that the guarantee's current 85,000 euro limit covers only about two-thirds of deposits. Relatively low level of pre-funding means customers will have to wait at least a week to regain the rights to access to their cash. So after seeing um, what happened at SVB, Bank of England is trying to be more proactive in ensuring that their citizens' money that is being deposited um, is being protected. And there is currently a third of people who wouldn't be able to have, uh, or businesses that wouldn't have their money um, protected. So they're trying to put some things in place to, to get in front of that, um, which also goes to show that not just in the United States, but globally, the financial crisis of banks are, is still on a thin thread. We're not just out of woods just yet. So got to keep me on the lookout for that and, and be careful with how you are handling your finances. Final article is going to look at Solana. As crypto and Web3 smartphone Sega is available to the general public on May 8th. So Solana's a smartphone Sega uh it's going to be available for purchase on Monday, May 8, 2023. Um, it was crafted by uh, OSOM. Uh, the Android smartphone is designed specifically for Web3 applications and enables users to self-custody crypto assets using its seed vault feature. Um, shout out to uh, Solana. We had um, one of their members on the show earlier this year. Really cool interview. Um, definitely recommend going, giving that a listen and talked about how this was going to be releasing. Um, looks really cool um, just from some of the prototypes and things I've been able to see online. Um, I think uh, pre-order shipping is going to start happening on April 20th, which is happening uh, real soon. So if this is a phone that you're really excited about and want to hopefully get your hands on, um, there are some things you can start doing now to get ready for this Solana mobile phone, the Saga. So we're now going to go look at last week in the metaverse, and we're going to kick it off with a Sotheby's relaunch glitch digital art sale. Um, and um, what we're going to start with is that Sotheby's announced that the bidding for its upcoming digital art sale glitch beyond binary is opening up on April 19th, and it's a reboot of last month's natively digital glitchism auction, which was temporarily Pause due to criticism over its lack of diversity. Um, April 13th, tweet supposed to be announced an uh, art sale stating that it would highlight the diverse artistic communities that make up glitch arts. So, again, um, there was, uh, we covered a few weeks back how an artist complained that there wasn't enough diversity. So, it's doing something about it and the reopening and about to do um, their next drop. So, good to see they took the criticism and they're doing something actively about it. And uh, Interested to see how um, this, this drop ultimately goes. Next, we're looking at MasterCard as it launches its NFT gated musician accelerator program. The access is 
is possible via NFT member pass. So on April 12th, MasterCard announced a new artist accelerator program and it's going to be NFT gated. So it's a limited edition and free until the end of the month to both musicians and fans. The program was created in collaboration with Polygon and offers free access to educational materials, unique artificial intelligence tools, and other experiences. So really cool to see MasterCard building something um, through NFT gated access, providing education. And I know I keep talking about this and I have to keep emphasizing how Polygon is making great partnerships with huge established brands. And I really think how they continue to garner the trust of these big brands and are doing really cool things like this is going to continue to make this ecosystem that much stronger. So uh, cool thing that Master uh, Cards do if you're a musician might be worth trying to see if you get into the accelerator program. Next, we're looking at Lamina One as it's building for the open metaverse. So the co-founders, which includes the man who coined the word metaverse, envision the next iteration of Web3 to be interoperable, fair to artists and creators, and accessible to all. The expansive vision of why Lamina One is um, a really cool project to be watching this year. So the question around is what is the metaverse and work on is that the idea of a single space in which users can log into an experience and it's robust virtual world. And um, one of the brands that are doing it really well is Animal Brands, um, who's becomes uh, pseudonymous with um, NFTs. And uh, he said that the Web3 should aim to build the open metaverse and interoperable space across uh, most platforms. And so Lamina One is taking this on head first and is trying to do that. And Lamina One is a layer one blockchain. It's powering on the open metaverse and its founders are Neil Stevenson and Peter Vesenese. Uh, so they're doing some really cool stuff. Um, if you haven't done a lot of research into Lamina One and you are really curious about um, metaverses and how they work out, this is a really cool um, project to go and do some research on. You know, we loved in the crypto community go say, do your own research. I'm advocating to go do your own research on Lamina One and, and go check out some of the cool things that they are building um, as it relates to the metaverse. Next, we're looking at Canon. This is launching its NFT marketplace. Uh, the US division of global camera and imaging giant announced its launch of an NFT marketplace called Cadabra on the Ethereum blockchain dedicated to photography. The first version of the marketplace will be presented um, at the NFT conference in New York, NFT NYC. The official launch cadaver is scheduled for the second half of 2023. So can validate, I just came from NFT NYC and uh, Cadaver is at front and center when you walk into the expo hall. It's probably like the third or fourth um, expo that you see once you walk into where all the booths were. And I had a cool conversation with the two people that were there and uh, they've kind of been in stealth mode for the last year. And the premise uh, that if you are a renowned photographer or, or trying to become one of the photographers in the marketplace, you can apply to do so. And what's cool for your end, people who are potentially buying these NFTs, you buy the digital version of the picture that you're looking at, but then you also get a physical printed version from Canon that would then come to your uh, house. So it's almost like a digital version. So it's really cool. And um, Kadabra, uh, I know I'm going to be watching this, but again, you're starting to see big brands break into this space. You're going to keep seeing it. 
think 2023 is the year for the metaverse and NFTs for big brands to come and start putting their foot in and seeing how they can make this work into the future. Next, we're looking at Dell as it plans to buy the rice popular salon on Monkey Business NFT collection for $2 million. So the Dell launched in 2021 on Solana blockchain and its plans to purchase the rest of the popular NFT collection, Solana Monkeys, uh, business SMB. And it calls itself the first NFT DAO on Solana was formed by enthusiasts of SMB, one of Solana's earliest NFT collections. Join the market DAO, you must own SMB NFT. It's done over $1.8 million, which is about uh, a million sold, which is about $43 million in total sales volume uh, of when this happened. So they're coming in, and they're basically trying to take that over. Uh, it, it just DAOs are powerful for many reasons, but one of the ways that this is occurring time and time again, where, where people are seeing the values, join a community that is passionate about a particular thing, and you can participate and accomplish goals together. And they've come in, they've made the goal to go and purchase uh, the SMB, and it looks like that's about to happen. So. Uh, really cool to see that one and want to give a quick example of how DAOs are continuing to flourish in the Web3 space and are making their mark in the NFT side of things. As we continue to talk about Solana, we're going to talk about how the Solana-based NFT collection, OK Bears, partners with Red to fund global health efforts. So OK Bears teamed up with the Global Health Organization, RED, to raise funds for AIDS and global health injustices. The two entities are collaborating on merchandise collection, utilizing intellectual property, both brands to release hoodies, t-shirts, with brands. Um, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Global Fund, an organization dedicated to providing resources to fight AIDS. So I think that philanthropy is always crucial to bettering the world, but being able to Combine philanthropy in the world of Web3, especially through NFTs, is great and will be continually will be continued to be utilized in the future for fundraising efforts. And I think it does it in a unique way. There's been a ton of companies that have done their own play on uh, NFT art and philanthropy, and I think we'll see more of it. But um, I think it's great that they are know, trying to support Red and. If you are trying to do so, this is a collection that might be worth giving a look. Our final article is looking at OKX. Um, as it Manchester City captain um, launched football masterclass in the metaverse. So the world's second largest exchange by trading volume, um, OKX, um, launched the Make Your Play, an immersive metaverse experience in which fans can attend exclusive tactical football masterclass from Man City captain Bill K. Godin, forgive me if I destroyed that name. Uh, Make your play. Uh, saw him step into the OKX Collective Metaverse to back fans through pre-planned drills and explain his in-game decision-making processes. Pointed by um, Manu as the captain for the 22 to 23 season. Um, Eclay is known for his tactical football mind and love of coaching. So, a big... <laughs> A big sport that has been represented in Web3 has been soccer, um, aka football. And people know when you when you think when you look at sports, one of the largest sports in the world is soccer. Um, 
And most people know who Man U as a team is, and a lot of people know the, the captain. So how do you partner with people who a lot of people respect and want to go spend time with? And, and OKX, I think, got a really good brand ambassador uh, in this captain. So what OKX is doing as far as being at a lot of conferences, making sure brand awareness is there, making sure that there's opportunities for people to go and use their their, their exchange. Uh, they're doing a lot of the right things. So I think you're going to, we've seen a lot of partnerships like this for other types of players for Web3 companies. I think we're going to see more like this, but I think this is a really cool one. And uh, if you're a soccer fan and want to uh, be able to go have a really cool metaverse experience, uh, go give this one a look. So that's going to wrap up this week's Aftershock. I hope you enjoyed all the articles that we were able to share with you. If you think we missed anything, make sure to leave us a comment to let us know what we should cover uh, for next week. If you like something that we shared as well, let us know that as well. And um, if you had something that's really stuck out with you, we'd really appreciate it uh, because we share all this on our socials as well. Make sure you go give us a, a follow over there and, and join the conversations that we have with those communities. So again, I hope that you've enjoyed Today's information is, as always, make sure you stay CryptoCurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of CryptoCurrent. CryptoCurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. This show and any other CryptoCurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew, we want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Pirate M, who said, This podcast is great. I didn't know that much about cryptocurrency before I started listening, but now I feel great. The topics covered and guests are all fantastic. Additionally, the information is easy to understand, even if you aren't that well-versed because of how entertaining the whole show is. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early-stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. 
I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com.